Welcome to Cabin Minute Cast. The scenario has been chosen, the ritual has begun, and we are ready to appease the old gods one minute at a time. I am Heidi Bennett of HeidiBennett.com. Hello, and I'm Molly Balin of LittleRedmark.com. And in today's episode, we're covering Minute 44 of The Cabin in the Woods. And in this minute, we bid adieu to Jules. We say goodbye to the old gal. (laughs) (laughs) So long and thanks for all the fish. Yeah, yeah. So thanks for all the the good times, which were there like three. So thanks for those. (laughs) And... Yeah, so uh, Jules is the the first official casualty of the Scooby Gang, and that goes down in in this here minute. So, and it's kind of a bit unfair because it's it's three to one. So it's Pa Buckner who is holding back Kurt from assisting his his lady friend, and Jules who is being held up by both the brothers and uh, Ma Buckner. It's her uh, untimely end. So untimely and unkind end oh my gosh that thing is horrifying yeah the the saw is pretty the the teeth on that are obviously really not meant for fleshy parts they're meant for digging into some some wood i i typically think of something that looks like that as something that has the handles on both ends and two people is that what's going on here or yeah yeah there's two of them, one on each end. Boof. Gnarly. <laughs> yeah. It's a real family affair. It is. Yeah. You know, some people make turkey together at Thanksgiving and other people dispatch young people in the woods. So to each his own there. <laughs> Kurt's being held back, like you said, and then we get this blood splattery slice that we it's it's obscured in dark a bit of darkness which i appreciate but it's still pretty nasty and then there's a a bit of a wipe would you say is this like the only wipe in this movie uh it's a it's a interesting choice the wipe but i mean it's really quite like literally helpful and so when we're talking about the wipe we're talking about jules is killed and you have a, a magnificent spray of blood, and then you have a wipe, which takes us back to the control room and a stone-faced Hadley. So, as far as a, a an editing measure, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty literal. It's it's wiping away that scene into another. Well, I mean, it's still the same scene, but wiping away to another locale. So it's it's pretty effective. But yeah, I, I don't know that there is another wipe that I can recall somewhere else here yeah and i think the way that that it's done like you said there's this blood spray and then the wipe is that it's what what it brings to mind for me is that it's happening and hadley and citizen have put into play things to make this happen but the blood is not spraying upon them. So they have mm. blood on their hands, so to speak, but then they're sort of removed from it in that they're still, he's sitting there in a sterile room with a white button-up shirt on. Mm-hmm. Right. In fact, the only one who it really appears to, who takes the the literal face full of blood is Mob Buckner. Yeah. And then we're in this room and it's kind of a the quiet moment of reflection or meditation or we actually get Sitterson talking a bit 
here where he's doing a bit of a prayer. This we offer in humility and fear for the blessed peace of your eternal slumber as it ever was, as it ever was, says Hadley. Sitterson kisses an amulet. So that's the little thing that's kind of hang, been hanging on his his necklace, right? Mm-hmm. So I wasn't able to really pinpoint what the amulet might be. It didn't have any... I couldn't recognize it. Did you have any recognition of the symbol? No, I remember when I first, the first time I saw this movie that this little part really stood out to me because it was, Mm. seemed like, you know, they're almost in church all of a sudden. Mm Hmm. Yeah, well said. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting moment because these guys have been so, they've been kind of the bad boys. Mm -hmm. You know, they've been the class clown throughout this and to have them really take this seriously and not just in a like a human reaction sort of way, but in this ritualistic spiritual sort of way, like there's a not in a maybe a faith based way, but that there's been a incantation that had to happen here, which is really interesting. Like we're, we're, uh, we're really participating in the ritual of all of this. Because so far, like I was saying, they've been, you know, and you were saying that they're separated. They're not literally in the woods, they're separated out. So they they have blood on their hands, although it's not the quote unquote, literal blood on their hands. And so that's what's very interesting to me, too, is that with all of this naysaying and all of this bedding and all of this run around at the end of the day once the death actually happens they're completing an incantation in this that really is just the psychological ritual of it yeah it's the only time it's really got this tone i think in the whole movie at least from what i can recall yeah it's the only time that i really see them participate in the ritual aspect of things in a really personal way, which I think is really interesting. And I think it punctuates the seriousness of it for the first time. Like they really, you feel the gravity that somebody has died and and they were participants in that. Right. This is seems far removed from the betting pool of a while back. Mm-hmm. As far as the symbol, I did notice that it almost looks like it has like five lines, like not circular, but sort of attached in almost a circular pattern. Mm-hmm. And in the book, it, it just simply describes it as, it says, Sitterson pulls a short necklace from under his shirt. On it is a weird pagan symbol, five points, but not a pentagram. Mm. So I wonder if those are like the five they're being sacrificed perhaps or Mm, yeah yeah i buy that so yeah it is it is it's very different tonally and then we get hadley standing up and moving and it's it's like part of his little swagger but not his usual what you say is 10 pound ball swagger, you know? And he does have, have the 10 pound ball shift there <laughs> on saunter on his way up to that. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I feel like it's, it's there, but there's something else behind it or something. It's a little different to me too, mm. but yeah, then he, he walks, walks back 
And uh, I think I mentioned this a couple minutes ago where I was saying, or just noticing that there was like all this wood paneling back there. And I mm-hmm. couldn't quite remember what it was. So this is what we're seeing between the two of them. There's all this wood paneling and he's pulling up part of it kind of like shutters or like a roll top desk sort of. Mm-hmm. And then as he pulls one up, there's a, a lever And as he's about to pull that lever and the lever looks, what would you say? Like the coloring is almost not rust, like, um, like a brass, brass, like a a dirty brass. Yeah. So it has a bit of a, I mean, it doesn't have an old patina, but it looks older than say it's, it's not like brand new and shiny. It's got Mm -hmm. a bit of wear to it. And he turns around and looks at Sitterson. Sitterson's in his chair still. You can see what's going on on the huge screens. And I think, again, it's we're seeing this contrast of on the screens, we're seeing what's happening in the forest. And it looks very green and, and almost like a, a fantasy movie as far as the colors go. And then Sitterson's, or Hadley rather, pardon me, is pulling down that, that lever and that's when we get to see something, something new. So as you said, this is the beginning of the, this is our first of the Scooby gang who appears to be, to have died. And so this appears to be perhaps part of the ritual for the first time that we've ever really seen. And it's this blood machine that way, 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 way back. <laughs> In minute one, when we were looking at the Lionsgate logo, and I was first doing my research and I said, oh, I thought this was the blood machine at first. <laughs> Because it's the same color and it's got that it's got that sort of mechanical movement going, but the blood machine is a whole different thing. <laughs> it is, yeah, yeah. Although they do bear a resemblance, so it's 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 the association is fair. Yeah, I didn't feel silly. You know, I was like, <laughs> oh, I, I get this. I see why I thought this was the same thing. And absolutely. I, Definitely see that when you observe it, I'm sure. So yeah, Martin Whist, our set design guy, um, in the book, he says on the blood machine, that was designed from scratch. It's not based on anything specific. So it's not based on the the logo. (laughs) But the reference would be Jules Verne, steampunk, and also Leonardo da Vinci's inventions. We spent Mm -hmm. quite a while drawing and designing many different iterations. And then it went to a prop test, just foam core mock-ups. Then it went to a prop shop. And they started manufacturing all the cogs and wheels and pulleys, and we started putting it together. I'd go visit it, and we would change some things, and then we would show Drew, and he'd have a couple of notes, and it just progressed and progressed. When we brought it to the set, it stood about 10 feet tall and was completely functional. It was pretty fantastic. Mm, cool. So, yeah, I like the that I that was really cool I thought too is that it's 10 feet tall so it's not a it's not a miniature and it's not a digital it's totally a 10 foot tall practical effect that we're just 
getting a, a taste of here in this at the tail end of this minute. A couple of things that I stood out to me in the in this these couple of seconds with the the blood machine when he f- first walks up. It's this wooden panel door that he rolls up. There's something about the sound of that that I really find to be very pleasing. Like I, I listened to this to the well, I watched and listened to this minute a few times, not only just to to reacquaint and to do research, but also because I love the sound of it. Mm-hmm. Like even watching it, you know, separate from all of this, I've always loved the sound of that door rolling up for some reason. And so I feel like the sound design in these in these few seconds is just so on point and that really add so much dimension. The sound of the wheels moving, the sound of and of course we we continue a bit of that into to the next minute, but the the whirring, the hitting the glass the blood hitting this clear bowl and filling up and and you really get the sound of like the thickness of the liquid in there it's really amazing and resonant and i find it really interesting that there's this really functional 10 foot prop and i guess i feel a little sad because i feel like this is such a i mean it's not a practical thing to have around but i i kind of wonder what happened to it of course, not unlike the the coffee bong situation that Marty has. It just seems like a really, really cool functional prop that they spent a lot of time on. I'm just curious about where it, it ended up and or maybe it's sitting in, you know, Joss Whedon's garage somewhere or something and it's, you know, holding some of his his tools, his power tools or something like that. That's a really cool thing to have. You know, we forget that there's so much money that goes into these movies and so much originality in, in building these props. And it, it's kind of curious about, you know, where these things end up at the end of the day, whether they get sold, such as the the prosthetics I was discussing last minute, Matthew Buckner's uh, facial prosthetics or uh, a crazy 10 foot blood machine. <laughs> Yeah, maybe, you know, somebody repurposed it as something, you know, for like their fancy bar or something where they Mm -hmm. can make it, you know, mix a a cocktail or do something that has absinthe come out at the end or something like that. Yeah, something cool. (laughs) Totally. That's a hell of a party favor right there. But yeah, it's a it's a really cool it's a cool, cool prop. And it's it's good to know that that's not a, a CGI thing that that's made with with human hands. Yeah, and I think it really does show when you're talking about like you said the glass breaking and the viscosity of the I'm assuming what is, you know, at least appears to be blood or a blood-like substance. It's pretty yeah. cool. Pretty cool. Um the other part of this little these last few seconds of this minute that I I find interesting is that there's this real brief moment where Hadley is at the you know, the roll up wooden window getting ready to like pull the lever. And he looks back at Sitterson and Sitterson's at the, you know, this massive control paneling, you know, and then there's like the empty chair where Hadley was and these massive screens in the woods. And you were mentioning how there's this, you know, kind of a blue green tinge of the woods. And he looks so alone to me there. There's Mm. this almost childlike looking back at him. Like there's a sadness that I have in in how this is shot that there's such space between them you know like they're they're sharing this moment there's like a i don't know uh it's a vacancy of intimacy i guess and maybe i'm reading a little bit into that but it's a very open scene and it's a little bit it's a little bit sad you know because you really get you really get the environment they're in and what they just witnessed like where they're sitting and it's very very uncomfortable to me 
Yeah, no, I think that's a an astute observation, and I definitely see where you're getting that from. Similar to like like I said, you know, it wasn't too long ago that the room was filled with people making bets and you know mm. having a lot of space and having it be almost like a a work party environment. But now it's just the two people doing what needs to be done. Mm. Yeah, and this is the first concrete step in that process. So they're they're in the running now to have this ritual, you know, come go all the way all the way down the line, all the way to the end. Yeah. Yeah. This is what it looks like for it to work. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's about any, everything I had um, about this minute. Was there anything else you wanted to discuss? Nope. That's, that's what I got. What I got. What I got, what I got, what I got, what I got, what I got. So yeah. Uh, (laughs) Shall we wrap it up? Yeah, let's wrap it up on this uh, Wednesday and um, come visit us at cabinminutecast.com if you like. Yay! Cool. Yahoo! Good stuff, good stuff. And so on that note, thank you for tuning in to episode 44 and we will see you back at the cabin.